the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles at worldnetdaily.com. That's WND.com also. And on barbwire.com, on Olive Tree Views, on LifeSite News, and elsewhere out on the web, as well as, of course, at missionamerica.com. And be sure to check out my latest book, which is now in its second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. During 2018, there were many opportunities on the pro-life front for abortions to at least be reduced, if not ended, which is, of course, our hope. And pro-life workers and activists and leaders have many accomplishments on the record. There are, of course, and were many challenges. But here to talk about all this with us and what 2019 might look like is my longtime pro-life colleague and friend, Mark Harrington, who is president and founder of Created Equal. Welcome to Mission America Radio, Mark. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you on, Mark. And uh, you and I have talked many times and worked together on a number of projects over the years. And I'm a great admirer of what you've done, as uh, are many people. So uh, first thing I want people to know and you to tell people is what's going to happen roughly 23 or so minutes from now? Well, I'm back, meaning (laughs) I'm back on the radio. I'll be back on Salem Radio in Columbus on WRFD uh, right after your program, a half hour, I'll be on the air. Uh, Also, for those, I know that they can't hear this, but uh, I'll also be on the Cleveland Salem Radio Station Mm -hmm. and Detroit. Right. Uh, additionally, I'll be on my all my social media platforms. I'll be streaming the program, uh, 
on my Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. And, of course, the audio will be available uh, on my podcast. So, yeah, we'll be back on the radio and trying to get people engaged in the culture war. Absolutely. And it's great for you to be doing all that you're doing. You are very effective uh, for what you're doing in, in all the, the communications uh, technology. You've been a, a you're kind of a model for many of the rest of us. So, okay, so let's go back. So and, and talk about 2018. Uh, there's a lot we could we could go over. Um, but let's just right off the bat talk about what's been on a lot of our hearts this past a couple of weeks, and that is the heartbeat bill. So why did it pass a second time only to be vetoed by Governor Kasich a second time and then fail by one vote to pass a veto override? So, you know, the yeah. first thing that comes to my mind is what kind of a game is being played here? Did people not understand what was going to happen um, who were, you know, the, the leadership who brought this forward? Uh, did you know, I don't know. It just feels like a betrayal, uh, not just the one vote. But tell us your thoughts about this. Well, it's been eight years now. We introduced the bill in 2011. Janet and myself and some other pro-lifers stood on the south uh, steps of the, the state house and introduced the bill for the first time. Uh, and, you know, over the last now eight years, it's made its way through the House of Representatives, then to the Senate, only to be vetoed by John Kasich in the budget and line item vetoed in 2016. And then this year, during the lame duck session, uh, Janet Porter, who's you know been amazing on all of this, uh, introduced it again, got it passed, and then the governor vetoed it again. What we're really uh, thankful for is that it got an opportunity to, to override the governor. Now, Yes, it lost by one vote, but uh, it put all these pro-life Republicans, so-called pro-life Republicans, on record now as voting against the Harpy bill. There were three or so that voted against it, against the override, specifically Senator Beagle. His excuse was that uh, Governor Kasich had been good to him. Yeah. Those were his words as he walked out of the chamber to me when I asked him why he did not override the veto of John Kasich. He said, well, the governor's been good to me. This is a man who voted for a heartbeat bill the first time, but when given an opportunity to override the governor, he didn't do it because the governor was good to him. And I just thought to myself, I didn't say it, but boy, I wanted to. I said, well, you know, the governor might have been good to you. I tell you what, God ain't going to be good to you (laughs) when you have to face him on judgment day and try to explain this vote to him because... Thousands of children will die because this veto was not overridden. Yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, Governor, uh, incoming Governor Mike DeWine has said that he will sign it. So do you think the bill will go through, I mean, with the incoming um, uh, pro-life legislature, uh, does it look like a strong enough um, uh, pro-life legislature to pass it again and present it to the governor to sign? Yeah, we do. I mean, they had 61 votes in the override in the House, mm-hmm. 19 in the Senate. That's one short of the majority. Our supermajority was needed to veto. That's clearly enough to pass the bill in the next General Assembly. So 
all things being equal, you know, we still control both chambers. This should happen hopefully early in 20, 2019 and be signed by our new governor, Mike DeWine. So we're excited about the prospects of this finally getting done. When, and, you know, the thing that, that comes up all the time are these liberal Republicans who voted. Now, now there are two votes uh, on a number of these folks, including uh, my representative, uh, Stephanie Kunze, uh, both against the heartbeat bill and then against the override. Um, you know, you wonder, are people were saying that they were listening to Ohio right to life, but Ohio right mm-hmm. to life is now... Yeah. Un- unbelievably, finally saying that they are no longer going to oppose. Give people a little tidbit of a background on, on that. Well, uh, you know, for the last eight years, Ohio Right to Life has maintained a supposedly a neutral position on the heartbeat bill. But it really wasn't neutral because when asked, they would say that the bill is going to be found unconstitutional and it's going to cost Ohio taxpayers lots of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend in court. Those are exactly the same words that were in the governor's statement, his veto statement. So it's not neutral. Uh, they've always been opposed to the Carby bill, but now, since the political winds have changed in the state, now that we have a governor that will sign it, now that we have two more justices on the U.S. Supreme Court nominated and confirmed by uh, President Trump, things have changed, and now they're ready to ride the wave uh, and get this thing done. I mean... Look at it this way. It's one less obstacle in the way of us getting this done, whether they come by hook or crook. Yeah. We're good. I'm glad Ohio Right to Life is finally on board with the heartbeat bill. Exactly. And it's about time. But, yes, let's uh, let's get this done. Um, OK, so in uh, w- one of the things I wanted to make sure people know about, Mark, is there's so many things you've done over the years um, that uh, deserve kudos uh, and because um, you might not say this on your own program, well, maybe you will, I don't know, but you were recently honored with a really big award by Operation Rescue. You were, uh, were given the Pro-Life Person of the Year Malachi Award for longtime work in advancing the cause of the preborn. So I just wanted to make sure all of li- our listeners knew that and to wish you congratulations on this and... Um, so what is on the docket for Created Equal, and what are you what are you all thinking about for this year? You have many things. I'm sure you could talk forever well, I, about this. I appreciate this. The, uh, the award, let's say. And I told Troy Newman, the Operation Rescue, when he called me. I said, Troy, you know, as far as awards go, I'm not one for those as long as the, the killing continues. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I understand awards, and I think it's all appropriate and all that, but... I've never been big for awards. I've never been big for memorials. Those are given out once the killing ends. But coming from Operation Rescue, it is a, it's definitely a, um, you know, to me, I, I, I take it as a, a, a real big, you know, it's a pretty big deal. So mm-hmm. or it's an honor for us to be recognized that way. Yeah. All the glory goes to God. Yeah. But for 2019, we've got a big year planned. Of course, this heartbeat bill thing is going to really occupy much of our time in the first half of the year. We are going to be getting ready to go at it full steam ahead. But we're heading to Washington, D.C., uh, big events there for the March for Life, right. which will include the March for Life conference, the March for Life itself, which is the large gathering on the Mall, and then the march up to the U.S. Supreme Court. 
where we will be setting up our huge Jumbotron TV playing abortion victim video uh, to the marchers. Then the Students for Life conference is the next day. I'll be speaking in that. And then, again, unfortunately, they've got this Women's March, which is really an anti-Trump protest, which will be at the Lincoln Memorial. And for the third year straight, we'll be there showing the truth about abortion to the women and others who are gathered. Now, what, tell people the dates. That's uh, the 18th? Or okay. The, yes. Yeah, the, uh, the march is on the uh, 18th, Friday the 18th. January. The march, January so-called, is on the, the 19th. Okay, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. And you all have been, you've really made a lot of inroads using the jumbotrons and this, I mean, that, that's, that's an incredible witness. I mean, how many years ago did you start doing that? Uh, we started renting them in 2013. Uh, and I had set my sights to purchase one of these at that time, but they were out of reach financially. Nowadays, with the technology as it is, the price went way down. We were able to purchase one of them. And so for the last half of 2018, we displayed it on numerous campuses, and we're ready to double, if not triple, the amount of uh, outreaches that we conduct in 2019 using this new cutting-edge technology. Do you do those? I know you have a lot of uh, campus outreach activities. Do you take the jumbotrons with you as you do the campuses? Yes, that's the primary focus Mm -hmm. for that. We were at Ohio State university just this past fall and several others so yeah that is now our premier campus outreach tool wow and i'm i am um, i'm guessing you have many stories about uh the impact of that well yeah i mean i i often say you know they, you've heard it said that a picture's worth a thousand words well if a picture's worth a thousand words a video is worth a million words and i'm telling you these images have a way of embedding in people's brains once we see them and they'll never be able to remove them and the word abortion will mean something very different after seeing them oh absolutely so um you know i want when we come back do our our, our break in a couple minutes and i want to get into this before that i do want to talk to you about what i am seeing what you are seeing and have reported on and what i think we're going to see a lot more of in 2019 is the influence of Open political paganism is the only way I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and and we'll talk about one instance of it that you documented, and then I I used your documentation to report on it um, recently uh, here in Columbus. But but the other thing I want to I want to make sure people know about is um, you've done such a wonderful job of raising up these kids. I mean, I, your postcard that you recently sent out, you've got about twenty interns or more. Uh, the next generation on this justice ride, what, where did you, I mean, tell us what your, in 20 seconds, tell us what your, what your secret is to get these kids on board with us. Well, there's no secret. Uh, young people are looking for a cause they can believe in, mm-hmm. and we're not providing that cause. We're not com- providing them an avenue to be able to uh, inspire them to do things that are greater than themselves. I think the church is failing honestly. But we at Created Equal have been able to provide that kind of outreach, those kinds of things, where they can go, they can feel they have impact, they can change people's hearts and minds on college campuses, and they can walk away feeling like they're making an impact for Jesus Christ. So it's really been by God's grace, but we have been able to contact and reach 
young people, homeschool families, mm-hmm. uh, Christian school families, pre- public school families through what we call a justice ride, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, a time where we rent or charter a bus. Yeah. We go on the road mm-hmm. and we train them on the road and in the classroom for a full week. Wow. And that's how we've been able to build our team here at Created Equal. We're talking with Mark Harrington of Created Equal here on Mission America Radio. We will continue our discussion right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. What is the pro-life agenda going to look like in 2019? Well, we're catching up uh, to some extent uh, with a real activist and a person that I admire very much, and I know many of you do too, Mark Harrington, who is president and founder of Created Equal, who is going to be coming on and on his own show in about 10 minutes from here. Um, so, Mark, let's uh, let's talk for a minute. Uh, you know, I introduced this the last segment, but I'm seeing uh, a real I think it's the Donald Trump phenomenon. It's been coming. But I think um, the hard left and the spiritual left is out in force. They are no longer in the closet I think paganism, witchcraft uh, is coming out to become a political force in 2019 and in the 2020 election. Um, there are a number, a number of different um, examples I could give. But one that you reported on and then I picked up on it and, and quoted you um, was on this cl- this clinic blessing that happened November 9th. Tell us what you found uh, on that situation, which is a blessing I'm putting in quotes Right. Yeah. Well, this isn't the first time. In fact, uh, NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Action League of Ohio, has joined forces with the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice uh, to stage these blessings, quote-unquote, blessings, where they would bring in so-called religious leaders to bless the clinics. Uh, This happened in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, earlier in 2018, and then they planned one here in Columbus at the Planned Parenthood, uh, where they would go in and, you know, bless the rooms. I assume they bless the, you know, the killing equipment. I mean, I, I don't even know exactly. But yeah. the idea that they they know they cannot succeed without uh, pulling in religious, quote-unquote, religious people. And so they're trying to cloak abortion in religious language in order to make it more palatable to those who might have some kind of religious bent. Now, they aren't, you know, these aren't true believers. Let's just make that clear. Yes, <laughs> yes. These are, these are people that are uh, taking the Lord's name in vain, using it to support child killing. It's it's beyond belief, in fact. I really not really didn't think we'd see the day, but we are. Uh, they're desperate, but this is, this is uh, pretty slick. They're trying to make this come off like abortion is some kind of religious sacrament or, you know, some kind of thing that, women can feel good about, uh, and so that's what they did with these blessings. And uh, we were there, along with yourself, and we got some video and other pictures of what they were doing. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, they're overtly, you know, they're out there now. Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, they have all the satanic symbols and all that stuff. They're overt on their websites, their Facebook pages now, using demonic and satanic uh, imagery and so forth. 
uh, talking about child killing. And so you you have found uh, this uh, uh, YouTube video of a woman yeah. at, at that the in, what was happening inside. I don't think she's been identified yet. Maybe we wouldn't want to do that anyway. No. But um, uh, who was singing a song? Tell us what what was on this video. Unbelievable. This woman talks about her abortion and how prior to the abortion, she calls it the procedure, the unborn child in her womb communicated to her. Now, who knows how that happened, but some kind of dream communicated to her and told her that it was okay for her, that is her mother, to kill that unborn baby and provided the mother a lullaby uh, in order to justify it. So just once again, you have the baby communicating to the mother that it's okay to kill the baby in this dream, Mm -hmm. so-called, and then she brings it forth in this religious blessing ceremony with a lullaby, which is basically an old Beatles Beatles song. Yeah, you can can check it out on our Facebook or YouTube page, and of course you've already written about it. Uh, unbelievable. This is where we are today. This is just another way of, of masking abortion. Uh, to think that an unborn baby is going to communicate to his mother to kill him is just beyond belief. But mm-hmm. that's what that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable that they're going to this point of hexing our president, um, hexing yeah. uh, Brett Kavanaugh as a, an, uh, a nominee, and that they're doing this openly. We have uh, Marianne Williamson, a big-time New Ager. She's exploring a presidential run out in the state of Iowa. Um, you know, that that's yeah. the part that the people don't understand. These people are coming out of the closet, and they're they're proud, and they're going to be witches and pagans and New Agers, and they're going to be um, a, a political force because the church is not doing, as you said, Mark, its job in educating people no, about and, the, you know, and they're in the mainstream now. They're yeah. these folks are being being brought into the middle of Nayral and others. I mean, they're they're extolling these folks. They're 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 standing them up and looking and, and treating them like they're heroes. Uh, and you know, it, we've often made the correlation between abortion and child sacrifice in the Old Testament. And it, this here it this, is. There wasn't an example of that before. There is now. Uh, we're not offering our children to Molech like we used to. But that's coming. But we are <laughs> offering them to the the god of reproductive choice or convenience, whatever you want to call it. But if you know, like I say, more than ever, these priests of child killing, which take the religious you know lingo and then morph it into supporting human sacrifice by abortion, we have reached a new low in this whole debate in america yeah there's no way to uh, overstate how completely depraved that is um and how demonic and and we we need to pray 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 and keep working to hold up the light of truth and the goodness of life and um encourage every person you know who's um might be thinking about an abortion to please praise Praise the Lord, change their mind. If they would, if they would change their mind, praise God, because that's what you're doing. That's the kind of thing you're you're doing, and so many people are doing, trying to encourage people to change their minds, because that option is unfortunately still out there. Um, how can people contact you? I know you're about to go on the air here, but tell us your contact information. Well, they can go to createdequal.org. That's the best way, or markharrington.org, which is the website for the new 
uh, relaunch of the radio program. Yay. And they can find out what we're doing there, and we'd be happy to involve them in some of the work that we're doing here and across the country. Well, I just ask the, our listeners to pray for you, continue to support you, um, to hold you up in prayer and all of your Justice Ride uh, interns and the uh, lovely staff you gathered together, and the whole pro-life issue and um, the abortion issue, that we would end abortion. And I just, uh, I know that's your heart too. Of course, that's why you're doing this and you're such an effective leader. So um, I ask our listeners to pray for you specifically, personally, and your family. So thank you uh, and God bless you, Mark, for all that you do. Well, thank you very much too. And friends, I ask you to listen to Mark. Just stay tuned here because he's about to come on and he'll tell you a lot more if you found this interesting. This is going to be um, this is going to be an intro for Mark, and he's paying me because I'm his new public relations person. No, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. No. <laughs> so just remember, folks. Just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.